an alternative method when I think about it, when I, you know, when I kind of like ponder it, it is something that supports your health. It is something that supports your long-term goals. It is effective in changing how you feel. And it has to be convenient because if it makes you go through a certain number of steps just to get there, then guess what? Like emotions are not like that. They need to be attended to immediately. They say that getting in shape is hard, but no one told you about the struggle. It's time for you to get healthy, but business and family make life complicated. Discover all the high-performance secrets that founders and busy entrepreneurs use to ensure they stay fit and lean, no matter how busy they get. This podcast is a reminder to use those secrets, which make getting in shape easy and stress-free, while doing it in a way that fits your busy lifestyle. And ultimately, this will make you a better performer at work and home. You're listening to The High Performance Founder with your host, Dan Go. Hey, what's up, my friend? And welcome back. And it is a, another beautiful day here in Costa Rica. Um, it is nothing but sunny. We are getting a little bit of rain down here. Uh, but uh, but overall, it's just been very, very hot, hot weather and sun. And uh, that's the reason why we moved here in the first place, you know, just to, just to get that good weather and to get away from the Toronto winter, essentially. Uh, we will be moving back to Toronto at some point in time, but it all depends on what's happening with the lockdowns and, and all this kind of stuff now. One thing I want to say is like, you know, we're living in what could be considered paradise right now, but with every good always has to come with a little bit of bad. Like you can't, there's always going to be a good and bad to every single situation that we face. So one of the drawbacks, you know, as opposed to like the oceans and the nature and uh, and, and just the benefits that we're getting from, you know, just living here in Costa Rica, Costa Rica, there, there are, there are some drawbacks and, and one of the drawbacks that I've actually seen was, was just recently, um, you know, and unfortunately, you know, one of the things that is a little bit of a inconvenience or a little bit of a negative of living in say Costa Rica is that petty crime is everywhere right so it is a lot more apparent down here than it is going to be inside of uh, toronto so to speak and unfortunately we were hit with a situation where we had a bunch of our stuff that was taken from us you know it was it was a pretty stressful situation and when i deal with stressful situations what usually happens is, is that i lose my appetite and then once the situation has blown over, maybe it takes a day or whatever, that is when I actually try to uh, almost eat my emotions. This has actually been a it has actually been a weakness or it had been a weakness of mine ever since I was in my 20s, probably ever since I was in high school and even before that. And I've always used or back then I always used food as a way to deal with my emotions. and. I'm going to ask you, have you ever dealt with emotional eating ever? You know, like you're, you're, you're at home and maybe you're stressed out from a long day at work. So what do you do? You open a pantry, you open a fridge, 
And then lo and behold, you find yourself eating uh, almost mindlessly. And there's very specific reasons why we do this. And it wasn't until I started to look at the whole process and the underlying uh, purpose of emotional eating where I was actually able to get over it. So now every single time that I feel an emotion, whether it's anger, sadness, happiness, boredom, or whatever, one of my one of my really cool things to do is I go out and I become physical. I do something that actually uh, makes me feel better that is going to actually kind of change my state in a way that facilitates my long-term goals in a way that supports my long-term goals. But I didn't get here overnight, my friend. All right. So why exactly do we emotionally in the first place? Why do we feel an emotion and then have to go and grab the next uh, kind of like tasty thing, you know, inside of your fridge and pantry? Why do we grab for that? Why is it that when we're bored, we find ourselves looking inside the fridge, right? And I'll tell you right now, like every, like I said before, there's always good and bads to every single situation. And, and guess what? There is a good and bad to this situation as well. There is a positive and a negative. Like the negative is, is that you're eating your emotion. But the positive is, is that you're actually able to change how you feel by eating something, by eating your emotions, essentially. So one of the reasons why people turn to eating is because it's a very quick way in how to change how you feel. If you're feeling an uncomfortable emotion, eating actually helps you feel better in a very temporary way. And this is what usually happens. This is the basic pattern, right? So you're feeling an uncomfortable emotion, be it anxiety, it could be anger, it could be boredom, it could be anything, it could be sadness. And then it causes you to eat. And then when you eat, it actually changes your body chemistry. It actually makes you feel better in a very temporary way. Now, if we look at this and we see it from a we see it from a logical perspective, the goal is not necessarily for you to eat. It's just to feel better, right? Eating is merely the chosen method in how you achieve those new feelings. So the really cool thing about this is that there are a ton of fast, easy, and effective ways to change how you feel that don't come with the negative consequences of eating too much or trying to change your state with uh, smoking or drinking. Now, we're going to go through a four-step system of, of how exactly or, wh or what exactly you can do to get over this. But let me throw you some options first. You know, instead of eating, what are some things that you can do? What are some alternative methods that you can actually uh, turn yourself to or, or turn to, right? The whole idea is to feel better about yourself. So, an alternative method, when I think about it, when I, you know, when I kind of like ponder it, it is something that supports your health. It is something that supports your long-term goals. It is effective in changing how you feel. And it has to be convenient because if it makes you go through a certain number of steps just to get there, then guess what? Like emotions are not like that. They need to be attended to immediately. And when you have these alternative methods, what does it do? It actually is beneficial in a couple of ways. Number one is it helps you replace this counterintuitive or this counterproductive pattern that already exists, right? It helps you make better decisions. Uh, I'll actually throw in one other thing. It's like people only see food as the only option in which to feel better. So this and having alternative methods actually gives you uh, more options to deal with, better options. 
right? Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with the podcast, it's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Dan and the rest of the team put together the High Performance 7. It's a free online course that helps entrepreneurs get lean, build muscle, and increase energy in a way that fits their lifestyle. We go over things like how to burn fat like a 20-year-old, the lazy man's way to building muscle, the 10-minute Superman system, the lead domino that makes all other things easy, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of the show, you can access the High Performance 7 100% free of charge. That's right, for simply being awesome and tuning in. To get full access, all you have to do is go to www.highperformance7.com. It's high performance, all spelled out, and the number 7.com. And fill out the short form there for us to give you full access. Once again, www.highperformance7.com. Now, back to the show. There is also this kind of like second pattern to emotional eating. You know, when someone goes through something traumatic, you know, and they're, they use food as a, as a way to fill the void in their life or to avoid a recurring uncomfortable emotion due to how they feel about could be a specific life event, could be a quality about themselves, could be any aspect of their life. Like one of the, like one example would be uh, um, when my client uh, actually lost his mother, he turned to food uh, because it was a traumatic event and he found himself sad, pressed. And the only way that he could feel somewhat better was to eat food. Another example would be a lack of a meaningful relationship. This is like, there's this void that's inside of you. And, uh, and again, like I've, I've actually had clients who have gone through breakups and whenever anyone goes through a breakup, it can go one of two ways. They can actually see it as a, as a jump off point to improve themselves and to work on themselves. Or some people can actually, um, just see it as sadness, as, uh, as a door closing, as, as a, as a path to loneliness. And then when they do that, they start to feel sad and they start to eat their emotions. So I said that there is a pattern here that we can actually, we can actually break this pattern by, by using a simple, but not easy four step process. All right. And this four step process is the one that I've used to seek out alternative methods, uh, to not eat my emotions. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Nothing is ever perfect here. But what it will do is it's going to bring awareness around the reasons why you do why you do, the reasons why you eat emotionally. And it is going to bring, it is going to give you a very good, simple action step to make sure that you can go into something different. You can go into something that actually supports your goals rather than something that makes you feel guilty afterwards for doing. So here's the four step process. Number one, when you're feeling an emotion and it causes you to want to go eat, the first thing you should do is define what the emotion is. So ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? Am I feeling anger? Am I feeling sadness? What exactly am I feeling? I would write that down. I am feeling X right now, right? Step two, identify 
the reason why you feel this way. You could do this in your mind. You could do it with a journal. I personally like a journal. So ask yourself, what is my perception of this situation? How exactly am I framing it? And what would I want to change in response to step one? So if you're feeling sad, then that'd be the absence of sadness, right? Uh, if you're feeling angry, maybe peace, right? And you want to identify why you feel this way because it brings awareness around why you feel that way. So when people feel an emotion, they could be like, oh, that's person, they made me so mad or whatever like that. No, you know, your emotions are actually triggers that happen as a result of the way that you see things and the way that you perceive situations, right? So ask yourself, what am I perceiving? What are some other things that I could be perceiving that would be a little bit more positive? You can ask yourself that. You don't have to. But again, how exactly are you framing this situation? And, and I'll even add something in there. Why are you framing the situation like that? Right? Because if there's anything about humans, we can always change the way that we see things. We can always change our perceptions. And the ways in which we perceive things are just reflections as to what is happening inside of us. So so, number, so step two is to identify the reason why you feel this way and to dig deep, okay? Step three is to create a game plan to find these alternative methods or ways in which to change how you feel that don't involve food. Could it be going for a walk, right? One of them for my client was taking a walk on a beach every single day. If you have that, if you have that, uh, that available to you, Man, take advantage of it. The other one would was uh, you know actually talking to the person in which was making him angry in a very rational way and a very forgiving way, right? Um, another game plan could be breathing. Uh, one of my clients, he feels a lot of stress from his business, and this stress actually causes him to go into fight or flight patterns. So what we did was what we did was we implemented box breathing with him, right? Another alternative that you can use is, uh, is working out, being physical with your body. For me, I love surfing, so I go surf. But choosing to do something that is physical, that is going to immediately change your state, is a great game plan. And if we think about when we feel an emotion, was like the first things that start to occur. You get into fight or flight, you start to be irrational with your decisions. And you start to feed into these, you know, emotions. So what can you do? What is your game plan? What exactly is that alternative method that you're going to use? Write that down. All right. And I'll say with emotional eating, all the work is done up front. Because when you're feeling it, this, these are not necessarily things that, <laughs> that you're going to want to go through. But they're very important. Um, the next thing is immediately take action and do something that gets you closer to what you want. So based on the emotion you're experiencing, you want to change it right? So go and take immediate action on that alternative method that you just wrote down for yourself. Just do it, right? Success loves speed. So go take immediate action on it. Don't think about it and just go do it. And what have you done right now? You have actually created a new pattern for yourself. You've created a new pattern in which you can uh, deal with your emotions in a healthy way instead of dealing with them in a way that's going to be detrimental to your long-term health and also make you feel guilty, right? So one thing I will say and end this off with is that once you have actually resolved the uncomfortable emotion, 
the emotional eating actually takes care of itself. So the way in which I see emotions, these are all like little triggers inside of you based on how you see the world, based on how you perceive other people, based on how you see the situation. It rarely ever is the actual logical reality of what's happening. It is always based on your perception. So once you've actually dealt with that emotion and dealt with that perception, then you're able to see things in a way better way. And it's not necessarily about not feeling emotions. I don't, you know, I think there's a thing going on in Twitter is like, just be unemotional and don't give in to your emotions. And that's all well and good, right? But human beings are emotional creatures by nature. So I don't think it's about fighting your emotions. I do think it's about coming to terms with them and why you're actually feeling with why you're actually feeling them. Now, this whole process that I just outlined for you, let me just give you the rub. This is a long-term process. You're not going to get over emotional eating in one fell swoop. You're not going to, you're not going to be like, oh my God, like I realize everything I got to do now, (laughs) you know, (laughs) never usually works out like that. Right. So give yourself time. You know, you've been dealing with these things over a long period of time, these emotions, probably for years, most likely, right? So why don't we give ourselves the time in which to deal with these things? And what that means is it means that what you're going to do is you are going to give yourself that space and say that this is a long-term thing I'm going to be working on. And at some point I am going to get over it, but I'm going to give myself that time and it won't be perfect. And I don't have to be perfect. As long as I can make tiny little incremental improvements, then I'll feel good about myself, right? So that is how you can get over emotional eating, right? And again, uh, the way I kind of see the world right now is that we have so many people that are just, um, just really like investing too much of uh, of themselves into their emotions and not enough into the healing of the traumas that surround these emotions. So if you can actually heal these traumas, become aware of them actually and heal them and come to terms with them and even change your perception about them, then that is going to go a long way in uh, making sure this problem never uh, has to rear its ugly head ever again. So hope you got a lot out of this uh, particular uh, episode. And yes, um, I'll, I'll ask you right now, in what ways have you dealt with emotions before? Has it been through eating? Now, if it has, have you ever, if you have emotionally ate, what are some things that you could do that could be an alternative to eating your emotions? How can you put yourself through this four-step process, you know, and in terms of, uh, in terms of going in a new path in a new direction, what can you take action on right now? Okay. So hope you had, uh, hope you had a lot of value out of this podcast and I'll see you on the next one. Talk soon. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe on whichever platform you're tuning in from. Help Dan and the rest of the team get the word out to more entrepreneurs like yourself and leave an honest review for the show. It would mean the world to us if you can help in those two ways. Dan reviews all the feedback on the show, so we can't wait to hear what you've got for us. This show is made for your benefit, so be sure to reach out if you have any ideas on topics that we can cover on the show or people we should interview. You're listening to the High Performance Founder Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time.